0: Hey, hey! Wow, a duo. I was going to bring a computer, but you can't trust those things, they keep turning off. So I brought the next best thing, paper. Yeah. To be honest, it's been a while since um, Blun and I have spoken on the platform together. And uh, it's nerve-wracking. I think Belinda went to the bathroom five times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just holding it in. (laughs) It is scary because when you have the privilege of sharing what you believe God's put on your heart, the responsibility is huge. And uh, I was sitting there saying, God, if you want me to say nothing, I'm happy to say nothing. Just stand here. And Belinda can speak. I just want what God's got for us this morning. So let's just commit together. Father, we just thank you that you are in the midst. And in this time and in this season, Lord God, we want to hear your word for this church, your people, for us, Lord God, and what you've been saying to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, are you ready? what a great start of a year we're going to put the next slide up which is you like my new word preparation and preparation i've been thinking about this sort of thing for a long time actually i started writing this probably about a year ago and stuff was happening in my life like as most you know my my dad passed away and then my mum passed away they had better things to do they want to be in glory hey who want to be with jesus amazing. So prayer preparation it's a it's a funny word that I've I don't know where it came from. Someone said it to me. But being prayerful that that's the foundation for everything that we do. When we have that prayer preparation, praying in the holy spirit, focusing on God, looking into the word of God, spending the time that's necessary to hear the voice of God. You find that God doesn't speak Straight away, sometimes He wants you to linger. Sometimes He wants us to wait. Linger and wait, that's not our society. Linger and wait, that's not what it's about. But with God, He wants relationship with us. And so God was saying to me, preparation. Take the time to spend with me. Take the time to hear my voice. Take the time to delve into the Word. And then preparation. Preparation. That's where I can take what God's been saying and step into what God has. What God has for you is immense when you have a foundation in your preparation. You see, preparation and preparation reduces worry. Man, I can get really anxious. I had to go to a counselor for about six months, probably need to go a lot longer, but six months because I was anxious. I started to worry about parking. I started to worry about what I was going to do. But the challenge was getting the focus back in your relationship with God. It reduces your worry. See, because we're not relying on ourselves, we're just responding to God. Oh, I love to respond to God. God says, take a step forward. Just take a step forward. Believe in faith. Have the challenge on your lips to say, yes, God. Because it's easy to do the opposite. It's easy to go, oh, no way, mate. I'm not doing that. We've all fallen into that little category where we say, oh, I don't think so. But God wants to challenge us this morning to respond to him.
1: Uh, just in relation to um, preparation, as you know, we've sold our, sold our home and we've been thinking about it for years and years and years. But, I mean, obviously life gets in the way and as Lance was saying, his mum passed away, mum and dad. But we, we certainly uh, flooded it with prayer and, um, and then um, looking for the perfect place to, to purchase. We had a vision and we had an idea about what we wanted we considered the pros and cons. What, what are the, the good things and what are the bad things? What are the things that we don't want? That's a lot of work. Um, and so we also undertook research. And so we, we prayerfully considered it for, for quite some time.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that we come to understand that God has a plan and a purpose for our family. And to do that, we need to step into that destiny. But to do that, we need a hold of what God's saying to us. Need to get a hold of what God wants us to do, and then to step into it. In Jeremiah uh, 31, 17, it says that there is a hope and a future. God's got a plan for you. God has got a plan for me. That is a good plan. And then later on in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. If we don't believe God has a good plan for us, we're not going to preparation. We're not going to pre-prayer. We're not going to stand, take the time necessary to listen to God. But when we know that God has a plan and a purpose for you, one that is for your good. And when God blesses you, there's an outcoming. When God fills you, there's an outflowing. When God does a work in you, there's a release to make something different in somebody else's life. It's not just for me, but when God does something in me, It blesses my wife, it blesses my girls, it blesses the people around me, it blesses my workmates because God has got the plans for my future. The second point we want to talk about, so the first one is reduces worry. Being prepared and being prepared leads to an expectancies. So when we're expectant, that changes things.
1: So going back to the house... We were certainly expecting to God to move on our, on our behalf. We had, um, for those who don't know, we used to live in the Hawkesbury many years ago in, in Wilberforce. We spent three years um, living there, and that was a short time, you know, when you plan to, to live your life in one place. And we moved to Galston to, for the sake of ministry. But um, over time, our hearts des- were desirous of returning and, um, you know, sometimes we need to let go, let go of the good for the greater. Mm. Sometimes we need to, to let go of some of those good things that God has blessed you with because He wants more of you. We were very specific, uh, also were very specific about what we wanted, which uh, certainly reduced our options. We didn't want acreage, we didn't want a double story home. Lance has got bung knees, so we considered, you know, <laughs> we're getting older, so we had to be really realistic. And practical. So once again we're very specific. Um, I also had this desire growing in my heart for the, over the last couple of years to, to have a really nice outlook and out, and out drop, either looking out over an acreage or a, a golf course. I don't know why, it's just I felt like it was a seed just planted and that's what we're living in today. Um, Although the the experience that we had about selling the Wilberforce property, whilst we lived there for around three years, it took us two years to sell. And so um, as a uh, statistician, so one of the most uh, uh, times in your life when you get quite stressful and fearful is the sale of a property because that's really for some the, the greatest investment you'll ever have. So here we are stepping out in faith and and, um, I was getting frustrated because we hadn't found this property. As people know, we looked for quite some time. Anyway, so I just thought to actually enlarge the geographical area and within probably weeks of doing that, we found the property. But then it was at this whole stepping out in faith and believing that God would work on our behalf. And and I, I just had this great assurance that God had said, don't worry about it. And every time I even started worrying or tried to worry, I just thought, no, God's got it. And even that that was confirmed by our our financial advisor at the bank. She said, you won't need bridging finance. You won't need that at all. Your house will sell very, very quickly. And guess what? A house sold in four weeks.
0: Well, I'll just jump in there, um, just to put the worry side in place. Um... We bought the house nearly three months before we sold we saw the place god said that's it we talked to our children who hear the voice of god they felt god was speaking to them that's it we spoke to other mature christians they said that's it but in in the financial way of doing things that is dumb (laughs) really bad stuff and so the financial person the bank lady i don't believe she's a christian she said don't worry Do not worry, it'll sell. I'm going, good for you. You're not going to have to take a loan, a bridging loan of, you know, huge amount of money. And we said, God, preparation, getting prepared in the Holy Spirit, praying, hearing the voice of God, responding to God. And having done that, having done our homework, we believe what Holy Spirit was saying, stepped out, and God then did stuff. And if we didn't step out, we wouldn't have bought the house. If we didn't pray and hear the voice of God, we wouldn't have bought the house. And why do we have a house? Because we want to fill it with people. We want to fill it that God can use it to His glory. Young people, old people like me, middle-aged people, anybody that would want to come into fellowship, want to hear the hope and the glory of Jesus Christ. See, we have an expectancy that God is going to do something. But we couldn't have that expectancy to God move forward with us because we weren't here. It was so far away. People would go. I've got to take a packed lunch to go to your house. <laughs> so we said, "Okay, God, whatever you need to do, we will step into that." So we did. So expectancy is a firm hope of what you believe will come to pass, which means working hard, which means sacrifice, which means patience, the challenge of living outside of self, the challenge of being interruptible. Ooh, we had three little kids, do not interrupt mum and dad. We have learnt that we need to be interruptible. We're going to have a little story about that right now.
1: Um, As some people may know or may not know, I I enjoy getting online, buying things, (laughs) eBay, Gumtree, Marketplace, you name it. Anyway, so we've just moved into this property and, and trying to use my time off work to, to use it well. So I, I found some blinds up at um, <coughs> Tunkari. <laughs> it wasn't Sydney, it was Tunkari. Uh, Lance wasn't very impressed. But I thought, you know what, because I am very um, um, task-orientated, um, I thought uh, two days away might be quite nice. So we, we're driving up to Tunkari, but we met this most... Beautiful couple in their 70s. And I, I, t- I just was praying as we're going up there, because it is a long way, God, if you want to use this, then, then please feel free to. So here's a couple in their 70s who retired but broken. The, um, the couple had, had lost a son to suicide six years ago and is now suffering physical ailment from that and um, her kids are being drug affected, um, and all the history that goes with that as well. And so we are able to to pray for them, and um, as we're walking out the door, and we... we tongue curry's a long way, four hours. <laughs> I thought, let's get up there and come back. But I just thought... Sometimes we just need to be interrupted, interrupted right. and take time for somebody else. So we spent an hour there having a talk to them and she just opened up her heart. And then as we're walking out the door, she, she said, I'd love you to come back. So we're probably having another trip to Tunkari. <laughs> yes,
0: so just that ability to be interrupted, to hear the voice of God. And Blinda said as we were standing at the door, can we pray for you? Now, I was thinking, pray right there and then. But perhaps sometimes we need to go back, develop relationship. So we're praying for them. And they said, yes, please pray for us. So we're going to continue doing that. And then we'll see what the next step would lead to. I'm looking forward to that. So being interruptible. So when Jesus whispers to you, which he has a habit of doing, I don't hear god's voice loudly anymore i've been a christian now 40 years when i first became a christian i used to tell flies to get out of the house and they would i'm not so good these days with that god would speak loudly and clearly because i was a bit thick but now he seems to whisper it's the quiet voice that god says i want you to do this god said put some margins in your life do you remember when you were at school, older ones, we used to put a margin down the side of your page? What was that for? Just a red line for something to do? There's a reason for it. We need margins in our lives so that we can be interrupted. Because we're so busy, we've got things all in order in our diaries. We've got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. Make a margin where you can be interrupted. Make a margin where you can have a side note added. Make a margin in your life where you can add things in there and not be sort of constrained by time we are so constrained by time
1: i'm just going to read a description it's a parable of the ten bridesmaids and it's in matthew 25 1-10 then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil for their lambs. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And at midnight they were aroused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming, come out and meet him. Or the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lambs. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked.
0: We are sort of thinking about... Brides, at the moment, <laughs> um, as Bethany is now engaged to Brent and looking forward to getting married and all the things that are involved in that. Um, this scripture just jumped out and slapped me because the women all set out on a journey together. Another version says, All were expecting to meet the bridegroom, all were expecting to attend a marriage. There's an expectancy there. But something struck me. If all ten were expecting to go into the wedding feast, why only five went in? Five weren't ready. Five weren't prepared. They didn't take the extra oil. They didn't take the extra time that was necessary. So the challenge that came to me was with what we're doing and what God has been saying to us, that we've got to be ready. Not just expectant, but the next one, be ready. Be ready for what God's going to do. Be on our toes, ready to run forward. Be on our toes, ready to jump. Be on our toes, ready to lend a helping hand. So the third point that we wanted to share was being pre-prayed and being prepared. It makes us ready.
1: And as I was thinking, what are some of the things that don't make us ready or hinder us? Busyness of life. Other things that draw our attention. could be TV.
0: Talking to the mic. Oh, okay,
1: talking to the mic. Just other things that sidetrack us. And also, not making Jesus number one. Because that oftentimes it means that everything else has become number one in its place. Another thing I thought about, is just simply losing your first love. That vigour and that passion that you once had for Jesus. Um, Also, I think we live in such an affluent society as well that we don't sometimes think we need God's help and we certainly don't think we need the help of other brothers and sisters in our community and I've been guilty of that as well. distractions. It
0: does, it's a major distraction. But what I've seen through these fires is that people are seeing community is important. Because of these things happening, people start to pull together. Instead of being, hey I'm an island, I don't need you, I've got my phone, I've got Facebook, I can sit at the kitchen table with all these people around me talking to somebody else somewhere else, not to the person opposite me. We need to put our phones down and focus with our eyes on the person near us be available to them we can get so lost in what's around and miss out what's in front of us yes we do live in an affluent society we do live in a place where we say we don't need things but my, my challenge to us as a church that we are community the community around us need the church to be in there that needs us feet on the ground where people are crying out for help we are the help. Be involved with the fire brigade. We are the help. Be involved with feet on the ground in the fire zones. We are the help. You see, when we have a passionate relationship to Jesus, life doesn't just drift into mediocrity. Life just doesn't drift into lukewarmness, into beige, into blah. Because when God's burning in your heart, people matter when God's burning in your heart, your wife matters, your spouse matters, your children matter, your workmates matter because God has placed you there for a reason. It's not just by chance. The flip side of that is life isn't fair. I'm sure these folk that have lost family members, that have lost homes, that's not fair. That's just heartbreaking. But when the community joins together, Is just amazing. See, many times in our journey, we start off with hopes and dreams, aspirations. To obtain victory, though, to obtain the goal, we have to move forward. We have to take that step forward. We have to be willing to allow God to use us. Prepare our hearts, have a willingness to be uncomfortable with things around us, I work in child protection. One of the comments that we have to work with is living with risk. And we have to be uncomfortable with that because we can't do everything. But sometimes we have to live in that place of being uncomfortable. Another thing we have within our work situation is called drift, where we're involved but not doing anything. And the case just drifts on. We're there but not making an impact. So with our walk with God, let's not allow drift happen. Let's not allow drift to come between you and God, between you and Jesus. Because I tell you, it's easy. We can just let it happen. The challenge to be ready is not allow drift to happen, but to stand in the gap and say, no, I'm going to put the time and the effort in prayer, the time and the effort in preparing myself to move forward. I want to have effect in my life. Not just saying words, because words, after a while, don't carry anything. But action associated with those words changes the world. God was saying to me before coming here was to hold on lightly. This house, it's a house. Wherever we are, we have a home. Hold on to it lightly. But relationship with God, relationship with your partner, relationship with your children, relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ, relationship with your workmates, hold on tight. Hold on with everything you've got to make that impact because you are Jesus to those people. Your words are words of life to those people. You are a man, a woman of Holy Ghost impacting people around you bethany spoke a few months ago and she used the illustration of the cross the vertical beam your relationship between yourself and god deep in the word of god holds everything together your horizontal is your relationship with other people if this relationship isn't strong there's nothing to hold your relationship to the community it's jesus that holds it together it's jesus that makes the difference If you hang around me long enough, I can promise you I will offend you. It's a promise. That's true. <laughs> uh, don't dare me. But it's true. We offend each other. So what do we need to do? If I offend you, brother, what do, I, what do you need to do? Forgive me. Hug me. <laughs> we need to forgive. All right, sit up. That's enough. <laughs> we need to forgive. We do. If you have an offence, give it up to God. Sort it out. Speak it out. Don't take your bat and ball and go home. Sit down on the cricket pitch with the person and talk it through. Yeah. With a mature Christian, talk it through. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. That our preparation and preparation will make a difference in this world. Don't lose it because you got you're upset. I wasn't going to say that, darling. (laughs) Niggers in you not. We don't want that. Okay. So before we move across and close, we've gone... You've spoken too long. (laughs) I've got a little bit
1: of... I won't be offended.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just want to share you with just one little bit of gold before I finish. As I said, I've been a Christian 40 years, which is... A long time, and I'm still learning, constantly learning, constantly learning about the love of Christ and love for people. You see, when you have a thought, that thought would lead to a choice. That choice then will lead to an action. That action done often enough forms a habit, and that habit, friend, reaps a destiny just from a thought. So fill your mind with Holy Ghost in your place of prayer. You'll find your choices are based in Holy Ghost, are based in the Word of God, which leads to actions that make a difference in the world, that changes the world for good. Those actions done often enough form such habits that people look at you and go, what is it about you? Because Christ dwells within me. And that habit reaps a destiny. So in 2020... The challenge I want to give to you, do you want to have success in a job, a home, a marriage? Be pre-prayerful and prepare yourself. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Put yourself in the place where God can use you. Don't stand on the wall and go, oh God, use me, please. Do what you need to do. Stand in the road of where God is and he will take, pick you up and use you. He will use you in a way that you'll be going, God, how did this happen? God wants to make a difference through you, through you. Not that people are just standing on a pulpit. This is 20 minutes, and it's nothing. 24-7, God wants to use us, all of us, this church. That's you and me, 24-7, to make a difference in our society, in our country, in this world. But I can't do it by myself. It's a community that's you and me join together position ourselves it's not about me it's about holy ghost in me working through me to make the difference so which wins netflix or getting a hold of god Ooh, ooh, because netflix is really easy but listening to god getting in the place that god can use you takes effort takes patience, takes being uncomfortable. Hey, let's get into it. Let's get in. it. Let's stand. Father God, we just thank you that we're going to finish with a song that is going to be a praise, but we know that you want to use us. And I speak over your congregation in this place this morning, Lord God, that they would know the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that they would be prayerful in the Holy Ghost, that they would then prepare themselves to step out in faith, believing in you to do great things, because you have great things in store for us. You, God, and us make the majority. Amen.